Talk Radio. Codes. How convenient. Until they decide to shut off your access and prevent you from buying anything. A viral video posted on Twitter shows a man entering an Aldi supermarket in London. Only to see barriers denying his entry if he doesn't have the app and the QR code on his phone. So look at this. You're in London. You're on a business trip. You're staying in Greenwich, and you want to buy some food. So you go into the local oldies, like this one, and you think, I'm going to go in here and buy some food so that I can feed myself. And then you approach the barrier, and look, you can't even get in the shop without having a QR code to scan here, or to scan here. And then you can go and buy things. What if you forget your phone? What if you don't have a smartphone? What if you don't want to download the tracking app? Sorry, no food for you. What about old people? Many of them don't even know how to use a smartphone, never mind a QR code. Guess they're going to have to starve too. And what's next? The digital tattoo on your arm, the microchip in your head. I haven't seen this level of social credit score tyranny in communist China. And they're the masters of it. Of course, while for the moment this is just a minor inconvenience, you can just go to another shop. Try paying for something with cash in London. They'll look at you like you're from another planet. They basically killed off cash in the space of a decade. So how long until this is mandatory? And the elephant in the living room, of course, is the wet dream of all lib technocrats. Tying these permission slip QR codes to a single data profile that's linked to your national ID social credit score account. Oh, you're not up to date on your jabs? You didn't get the 59th booster? Sorry, no entry for you. Disrespected someone's pronouns on Twitter? Guess you'll have to skip dinner tonight. You appeared in a photo on Instagram with a friend whose social credit score has slipped below 100. Oh, better start posting some rainbow flags or something to compensate because you're going hungry. Some dude got locked out of his smart home by Amazon because a ring doorbell mistakenly thought it heard him utter a racial slur when no one was even in at the time. I mean, you'd be a Luddite to suggest that this kind of technology isn't helpful to some extent. But when it's being weaponized as a tool to shut people out of basic society and commerce, it's gone too far. And it's time to roll it back before we all end up in a Black Mirror-style dystopia from which there's no way out. Contact Aldi on Twitter and let them know that if this isn't revoked immediately, you'll never go anywhere near one of their stores ever again. Tragedy in Nottingham as two students... All right, folks, that is the latest from Paul Joseph Watson. He's been uh, sort of killing it recently, doing incredible stuff. Of course, you can find and share all of that at band.video. Welcome to the show. This is the American Journal. We have so very much to discuss today. We're going to be talking a lot about the accusations into the Joe Biden bribery scandal. And there's actually been some really sort of fascinating exchanges on the floor of the Senate. I have the full exchange between Dick Durbin, uh, Senator Kennedy, uh, Senator Grassley, and Senator Graham, Lindsey Graham. I don't, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. I, I kind of just want to play the full 24 minutes, but obviously we're not going to have time for that. So we'll show you some excerpts from it. But a very interesting exchange where I almost I get close to actually having some respect for the politeness of politics 
that's usually so frustrating where everything's framed as, look, hey, Joe Biden is a wonderful man who's a genius and my best friend. But I think maybe we need to answer some of these questions. You can actually kind of see the value of all of this parliamentary gamesmanship going on. Uh, it, it really is fascinating, and it's also fascinating to see how the Democrats have absolutely nothing. They, they have no leg to stand on. They have no reason to oppose the things that they're opposing. And it really becomes obvious when you see this exchange where Dick Durbin, basically the only argument he has is, well, but this happened during Trump's administration, so therefore we should just drop it and stop talking about it. And it's just the most pathetic excuse to not you know, actually – perform oversight over the FBI. So we'll get into that a lot, uh, probably in the first hour, but there's a lot of news to cover, so stay with us. The American Journal. Have a good Friday. It's Friday, June 16th, year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the American Journal. It's Friday, casual Friday here at InfoWars. Lots of news to cover. RFK Jr. went on the Joe Rogan podcast. I mean, the whole thing is is bombshell, but we'll show you some some choice clips from that as they talk about everything from the military industrial complex, CIA being just the worst, just the worst, the the not just in terms of like, oh, they're bad for a minute. They're bad for the world. <laughs> they have been bad for the world. They've been behind so much of just the tragedy and strife and chaos of the last 50 years. So we'll show you some clips from that. And, and I mean, they get into all sorts of wonderful stuff. So we'll talk about that for sure. But really, we have a lot of kind of kind of good news, kind of weird news. Lots of stuff to talk about. So let's just get into it, shall we? Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Friday, the 16th of June, 2023, from ZeroHedge.com, GOP. Where did Joe Biden's $10 million windfall in 2017 actually come from? President Joe Biden reported earning $15.6 million in 2017, of which more than $10 million was listed as income from Joe's memoir and $3 million listed as income from Jill Biden's book. In light of recent revelations from whistleblowers, including the fact that the FBI hid evidence that the owner of Burisma made 17 blackmail tapes of the Bidens, who were allegedly paid $10 million, $5 million to Hunter and $5 million to Joe, Republican lawmakers want to take a closer look at Biden's tax return, according to Breitbart. Before the 2020 election, USA Today published a fact check article where they tried to support the claims that the Bidens earned $15.6 million from speaking fees and book deals from 2017 to 2019. And then more than $10 million of that total income was profits from Biden's memoir and Joe Biden's book. But a closer inspection raises serious questions over whether over where the Biden's income actually originated. Maybe a lab in Beijing? <laughs> Zero Hedge asks. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, another twist to this. I actually had this story yesterday, but I didn't I didn't really I, I still don't know if I totally trust it, but it's getting a lot of traction online today. So we figured we'd cover it and look into it. It's from the People's Voice TV. Again, I'm not familiar with this site, so you know, take this for what it's worth. Burisma energy accountant who blew the whistle on Biden bribery scheme 
found dead. The chief accountant and Ukraine's Burisma Energy, who offered to provide U.S. authorities with damning evidence regarding financial crimes involving Joe and Hunter Biden, has been found dead before she could testify. The Burisma whistleblower, who's been identified as the wife of former Burisma owner Mikola Leeson, who also died in suspicious circumstances during the years of the Obama administration when Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter were active in Ukraine. Giuliani discussed the fate of the now-deceased whistleblower during an interview on Newsmax Saturday Report with Rita Cosby. According to Giuliani, who first brought to light Hunter Biden's notorious laptop from hell, the whistleblower was the chief accountant at Burisma, the notoriously corrupt Ukrainian energy company. Do we need to start racking up uh, the Biden death count like we do with the, with the Clinton bite, uh, death count? When in reality, they are all just various facets of the CIA death count, as it's my contention that basically every, every president since Reagan has been just a CIA handpicked appointee, more or less. I mean, you got George Bush Sr., who was, of course, at the CIA, head of the CIA for a while before being placed as Ronald Reagan's vice president, only have Ronald Reagan nearly assassinated a few months into his, uh, into his uh, administration. So, you know, when you're talking about the Clintons or the Bidens or the Obamas, I mean, these are people that have been intimately, intimately involved in the CIA since long before they reach presidential status. Again, when you talk about the, the Clinton death count, not that the Clintons are killing people. It's that the Clintons are in the CIA. CIA are killing people. Clintons aren't protecting themselves. The CIA are protecting their assets, the Clintons. That's my interpretation of it anyway. Meanwhile, we have another similar story to the Daniel Penny affair. Man charged in fatal stabbing of New York City subway rider. A man was arrested on manslaughter charge in connection with the fatal stabbing of New York City subway rider who allegedly punched his girlfriend and, and harassed other passengers. The altercation occurred just after 8 p.m. Tuesday on a northbound J train. As it approached Marcy Avenue and Broadway, New York police said the victim, identified as De Victor Oradrago, 36, of Brooklyn, was taken to uh, the hospital with a stab wound in the chest he was pronounced dead at the hospital a toxicology report will be included once it uh, has been finished he is he was originally allegedly harassing people on the train and acting belligerently and erratically law enforcement sources told nbc new york a police official told one station that one of the people he harassed was the girlfriend of the suspect jordan williams 20 of queens a source told nbc news that uh, this guy punched williams girlfriend so we can look into this a little bit more, but obviously very different than the, the Daniel uh, Penny affair. Apparently there is cell phone footage of this most recent one, but I'm not going to jump to any conclusions because now, it's a little different just from the bare facts. One, you've got Daniel Penny putting a guy in a headlock to try to restrain him. The guy ends up dying somehow, but – who hasn't put somebody in a headlock before? I mean, it's not usually a deadly move. It's unfortunate that it happened that way, but a little bit different than stabbing someone in the chest. So I think I'll hold off a little bit on my read of this situation until we get all the facts in. But uh, don't expect for a single second that we'll see uh, Al Sharpton speaking at this, you know, this new, I guess, victim, this new victim's funeral. Uh, there's not going to be, you know, massive outcry. Uh, the person who's accused of stabbing him is already out, right? He got booked and then out on bail. Daniel Penny still in jail. Uh, but 
since the current suspect, the guy who stabbed the guy in the chest, is um, black, there's not going to be there's not going to be a national outrage over this. There's not going to be a big hullabaloo because they don't actually care about Jordan Neely. They care about framing white people as evil. If they care about using that event to try to perpetuate their anti-white agenda, and that's the only reason. So now there's another guy, another maybe perhaps homeless guy, threatening people. I mean, almost exactly the same situation, uh, but nobody in Washington, D.C. cares even the, sl- even the slightest. I haven't seen anything from AOC or anybody else because, in this case, the uh, murderer is black. So, you know, their principles coming to light. Just being shown as to what they are, just a facade, just just a pure deception to trick decent people into, well, to use decent people's emotions to manipulate them. That's all it is. Hey, speaking of using vulnerable, v- manipulating vulnerable people, The Intercept has this story. The FBI groomed a 16-year-old with brain development issues to become a terrorist. Last week, the Department of Justice announced the arrest of a teenager in Massachusetts on allegations of providing financial support to the Islamic State group. A flurry of reports picked up on the arrest of Matteo Ventura, an 18-year-old resident of the sleepy town of Wakefield, echoing government claims that an international terrorist financier and ISIS supporter had just been busted in the United States. The DOJ's own press release on the case likewise trumpeted Ventura's arrest as knowingly concealing the source of material support or resources that he intended to go to a foreign terrorist organization. Except the only uh, the only terrorist he's accused of ever being in contact with was an undercover FBI agent who befriended him online as a 16 year old. And apparently this guy has uh, some form of mental illness. He's, he's got brain development issues of some sort. So there you go. The FBI doing the important work of brainwashing, tricking and entrapping mentally de- deficient children. Fantastic. Finally, we have this UK defense ministry to deploy Google AI despite warnings of, quote, scary risks. The Ministry of Defense has secured a deal with Google to use artificial intelligence despite the AI's uh, despite the government's AI task force advisor warning just a week ago that the technology could threaten the human race. (laughs) Well, it could result in the end of the human race. You could be releasing Skynet here. We also don't have any control or oversight into, you know, internal google so you're partnering with this very despotic private company to provide ai services that are untested and might destroy the world but hey do it anyway because who cares right i guess what's the argument who knows america is waking up to the sad and painful fact that we've been under a multinational globalist deep state intelligence agency controlled coup for decades in this country we didn't have full control 30, 40 years ago, but they're really attempting full control now, and that's where we are. And InfoWars has engaged in the best long-term analysis of the enemy operation and predicted the resistance movement would form against it and the fact that we would have major successes against the enemy, but they would then double, triple, quadruple down. That's where we are now. So it's more important than ever that InfoWars stay on the air. I just want to thank you all for your support and spreading the word. It's more important than ever that we get funding. We're trying to make it easier for you to fund us by simply going to InfoWarsStore.com and getting great products that enrich you and your family's lives. I want to just encourage you all to not forget that without you, we won't be here. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com today, and I thank you. 
InfoWarsStore.com is like a grocery store or like a vitamin shop. We want to have all the best brands for you. We want to have a bunch of different choices for you. So I get constant questions online and in person. Hey, what's better? Knockout. What's better? Down and out. What's better? Why do you sell two or three different sleep aids? And the answer is different herbal formulas, different compounds are better for different people. So one person might like this coffee, another person likes that coffee. That's how our bodies work. They're all very diverse. But we've been able to private label a national bestseller that's been sold for many years that people love and sell it for a lower price under the name InfoWars MD Good Night Sleep. This is a great formula full of amazing safe compounds, give you deeper, cleaner, restful sleep, and it's in stock available right now of 25% off out of the gates. So get your InfoWars MD Good Night Sleep today at InfoWarsStore.com. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. Infowars.com. Infowarsstore.com is where you go to support us. I hope that you can do that for us. Hope you, you can find it in your heart to keep us on the air. And fighting back against this corruption. There's a lot of reasons to be hopeful these days, not the least of which seems to be that against all of their inclinations, the Republican Party is almost being forced just from sheer you know, overwhelming demand by their constituents to actually hold the FBI and typically untouchable, according to the Blue Blood Republicans, military, industrial, complex, spy state you know, deep state apparatuses, forcing them to look into them, forcing them to ask questions about them, and forcing them to actually perform their oversight duties. And you can almost you can almost see this in the clips that we're about to play. The full video of this exchange is about twenty four minutes long. It's between happened yesterday, it was between Lindsey Graham, Senator Lindsey Graham, Senator Dick Durbin, uh, Senator Kennedy and Senator Grassley. So you got three Republicans, and then the chair of the committee is Democrat Dick Durbin. And they're basically making the, making the argument about the 1023, the document that the FBI said they didn't have and then revealed that they did have, and then they redacted it. They didn't realize that Chuck Grassley had already seen the unredacted version. So this has all come to light, and the Republicans are asking very politely – to have some insight into what exactly happened here. Was this legitimate evidence that's been covered up? Was it false evidence that you know, can be safely ignored? And so I want to play some clips from this exchange, and we'll comment on it. And it starts with Lindsey Graham sort of laying it down. And, you know, to me, the whole fake niceness, glad-handing I mean, I've been I've been in some of these rooms where you you just hear the Democrats just spewing the most vile, vicious lies you could possibly imagine, and you're sitting there like 
you know, like when, when Owen stands up and just starts yelling at Jerry Nadler, like it's hard not to do that. When you're in these rooms, it's really hard because the guy's right there. He's in the room with you and he's sitting there going, uh, the inner conservatives are the internet are terrorists and we should round them up. And you're just like, I'm, he's right there. He's just saying this to, he's saying that to me, right? <laughs> right to my face. It's hard. It's hard not to, not to want to uh, stand up and do something. And, and it's almost even more infuriating when it's the Republican terms and they're just like, thank you for that, sir. Very wise. And then they go into their thing and it's like, it's infuriating, this, this politeness that they – show of politeness that they put on. I was watching this clip and I, was, I, I had to, I to stop myself from, from being lulled by this attitude because – you actually see how it can be fairly effective in this clip, I think, where you know what they're demanding is very reasonable, and by presenting it in this almost overly polite way, it really leaves the Democrats with no no way out of it. They can't go, ah, oh, you're just you're just crazy. You're just this is a conspiracy. You're you are just out to get Biden. You know, when you layer your request on Biden information. By talking about how great Biden is, I don't know. It's a little bit more convincing, but either way, I mean, we are just watching a show here, right? It's it's a it's a play they're putting on to to the extent that they're literally all reading from scripts. It's it's pretty interesting because they're having conversation, but they're also clearly reading off of the papers in front of them. It's a little odd. So we are watching just a little little Kabuki theater play out. But Lindsey Graham sort of starts the the whole process. Grassley chimes in. We'll show you uh, Lindsey Graham's sort of opening statement here, and then they go back and forth, sort of saying the same thing back and forth, and then Senator Kenny, Kennedy interjects, and it, and it gets really fun. So we'll go to that longer clip in this uh, next segment. But first, let's hear Lindsey Graham very politely, very with a lot of with a lot of senatorial dignity, lay out the case as to why the House Oversight Committee should actually perform oversight over the FBI. Here is uh, Lindsey Graham yesterday. Chairman, uh, I know we all have other things to do. Um, So let me just give you my thoughts about the um, information discovered by Senator Grassley. I have known President Biden probably for 25 years. I like him. I respect him. I disagree with him more times than not. But if you ask me, is Joe Biden the type of guy that would take a $5 million bribe? My answer is, based on my experience, no. But we have a situation here where in June of 2020, I believe it was, the FBI recorded information about a confidential informant that was on the payroll, suggesting there was an interaction between Hunter Biden and President, Vice President Biden, um, I think, during his vice presidency, with officials in Ukraine, maybe Burisma officials, that they're tapes. And I can't walk down the hall without somebody asking me. I don't know. Here's what I do know. The Steele dossier was told to us to be true, and it was a lie. Hunter Biden laptop, we were told, was a fake. seems to be accurate. I don't know what to tell you, but I do know this. We have an obligation to answer these questions. This is not a Fox News story. This comes from the FBI itself. 
Now, whether or not this is gossip and hearsay and a bunch of junk like the Steele dossier was, I don't know. I don't know who the source was. I don't know what they heard. I don't know what the people are claiming to have. But I, knew to, I do know this. It's not a laughing matter on our side. The trust of the intelligence community and the investigative agencies in this country regarding political matters is almost zero on our side. So here's what I would hope we could do. I'll turn it over to Senator Grassley in a second. Let's find out what the hell happened. Mr. Raskin, Congressman Raskin, suggests that the uh, Attorney General Barr closed his out. That's not true. That's just not true. He's selling things that are not true. This was apparently handed over to Mr. Brady, uh, U.S. Attorney, who was supposed to look at it and see whether or not it was disinformation by Russia, and apparently concluded it was, concluded it was not. Then it was given to Mr. Weiss, the U.S. Attorney, looking at all this stuff. And I guess here's what I'm saying. <clears throat> if it was dismissed as not being credible, I think the public needs to know what led to that. If it's part of an ongoing investigation, we need to back off because we can't interfere in an investigation. But if there's no there there in the view of the intelligence community, the FBI, I want to know how they concluded that. What did they do? And if it is being looked at seriously, then we'll let the system work. So that that's basically the argument. They're basically saying, look, this 1023 existed. It was given to Bill Barr. Bill Barr gave it to this other guy to vet it. Uh, that guy apparently gave it to another U.S. attorney, Weiss, who has been investigating Hunter Biden for a long time. And the Republicans are basically just saying, look, we just want to know where it's at now. And you can see Lindsey Graham sort of giving himself an out. And he actually repeats that a couple times in the exchange where he's going, uh, he's going, if you just say you're investigating it, then we'll back off. Just say it's an open investigation, and then I'll have an excuse to not follow this more. You're going to want to pay attention to what I'm about to say in the next 60 seconds. Two new incredible products are now available exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. They are both clones of national best-selling products from a major pharmaceutical-slash-supplement maker that are listeners and patriots that are allowing us to private label it at a lower price you'll find in stores. It's Joint Relief Max and Nerve Renew. Both of these have known documented natural compounds to lower pain and to also make your nerves healthier, which is one of the major reasons nerves get irritated and are more inductive to pain. There's major research behind this all. You need to get Joint Relief Max from InfoWars MD and Nerve Renew from InfoWars MD exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Introducing them both. 25% 25% off. You'll find them exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com and they fund their operation. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. This scandal about Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and the fact that it's taken this long to even come to light, sort of shameful. Of course, we've generally known about this, not about the 1023 necessarily, but the 
involvement of Hunter Biden and Burisma and with Joe Biden and the bribes. And we've known about this since at least the Hunter laptop came out, if not years before that. But it's like like a boulder rolling down a hill. It's it's picking up speed as it goes. And it looks like the Republicans for once are sort of, at least in the case of Lindsey Graham, begrudgingly doing their job in performing oversight. Now, where this exchange and where the, the demands of the Republicans sort of fall short is if you imagine if it was the Democrats, right? There, there wouldn't be any concern about decorum. There wouldn't be, right? They would be saying it for what it is. They'd be saying this FBI is completely corrupt. This is a political uh, witch hunt. They're covering for Joe Biden. We demand that they release this no holds barred. Like it would just be treated with the intensity that it deserves. I mean, they treat things that are completely false, baseless, total nonsense with the intensity that this deserves. Right. And this is real. This is actually substantial. And so the Republicans are, are demanding this 1023 form. They're demanding to know what happened to it, where it's gone. Apparently it was given to Bill Barr. Bill Barr gave it to some other guy to vet it. That guy, if it was legit, was supposed to give it to Wise, this uh, DA or, or this person investigating the Hunter Biden scandal. Apparently he's been investigating Hunter for four years or something. And it's like, okay, does he have anything yet? Four, year, four years. This guy, his one job for four years has been to investigate Hunter Biden. <laughs> it's like... Have you seen his laptop? You could you could charge 15 crimes after looking at his laptop for 45 minutes. Like you don't need four years, but whatever. That's fine. That's fine. So uh, they're they're demanding response from the FBI in a very polite and senatorial way. And the only response that the Democrats have to this is, well, it happened during Trump. We'll just play the video because Dick Durbin's response is so illuminating. Dick Durbin's response in this video is so bizarre it's interesting and i think he doesn't i think he sort of realizes what he's saying halfway through saying it but he basically is like is like oh if what you're saying is true like you're talking about a giant conspiracy and he's like ah oh, but never mind <laughs> like don't forget i said that it's it's hilarious it's actually very good so you've got lindsey graham demanding this dick durbin is just like hey trust the fbi let's just keep trusting the fbi just completely ignoring the last year of just overt last several years of just continual subversion by the fbi just no knowingly providing false material launching investigations off of you know hillary clinton's opposition research they just they don't remember any of that apparently they are still in the 1950s when the fbi could do no wrong and wore fancy fedoras that's how they seem to be treating the fbi so they sort of go back and forth, and then Senator Kennedy interjects, and his interjection really gets things going. So I think he's exactly right in what he's saying, and then Dick Durbin's response is hilarious. And so we'll, we'll just – we'll start playing this clip again. We'll see how long we can get into it, and we'll comment on the other side. Uh, but just prior to this clip that we're about to play, uh, Lindsey Graham basically makes the argument – he makes the statement like us on this side of the aisle don't have trust in the system anymore for very good reason. We shouldn't have trust in the system. The system has been proven to be untrustworthy. Obviously, we don't trust it. 
And so that's what uh, Senator Kennedy here is referencing in, in his in his first statement is um, Senator Lindsey Graham talking about. And basically, Lindsey Graham is saying, look, my constituents don't trust the FBI and you have to give me something so I can go back to my constituents and say, don't worry, I've I've looked into it and everything is kosher. And so, you know, he keeps saying he keeps being like, if if the FBI comes back and says this is an open investigation, we'll back off. We'll back off. We won't do anything. We'll stop mentioning it. Just tell us it's being investigated. Just tell us it's being investigated, and then we'll back off. Like, give me an excuse to not pursue this, and I won't pursue it. But right now, I got a lot of pressure from my constituents to seem like I'm doing something about this. So it's all kind of ham-handed and uh, ham-fisted and, and double-sided here. But anyway, let's go to this clip, and, and we'll probably continue it on the uh, other side of the break. But let's get to as much of this as we can here. Senator Kennedy interjecting and backing up his colleagues Grassley and Graham. I know Senator Graham didn't mean this, but I, I believe in the system. But the American people right now are skeptical about the system, about the system. And I happen to believe that the FBI is the premier law enforcement agency in all of human history. And most of the people there just get up every day and do their job in a bipartisan manner, a nonpartisan manner. But what Senator Graham and Senator Grassley are asking in light of history, in light of the context, is not unreasonable. There's no question that for at least a period of time, there were people in charge of the FBI who acted on their political beliefs. And I'm not talking about former Director Hoover. I'm talking about Mr. Ray's predecessor. The director of the FBI at that time decided that he was going to investigate not one, but both presidential candidates. With respect to one, he decided to proceed, with respect to one of those candidates, he decided to proceed on the basis of information that we now know was manufactured by that candidate's opponent, which we call opposition research. In terms of the second presidential candidate, Secretary Clinton, she was investigated. A reasonable person can debate whether or not she should have been, but the FBI director at that time called not one but, not, but two press conferences to talk about the investigation. And after he concluded it, he then opened it back up. And then he called a second press conference. It might have cost Secretary Clinton the election. Now, the American people have seen all this. And in many cases in government and democracy, it's not, it's not the substance, it's the perception. And I don't know in this instance, now that the question has been raised, why FBI Director Ray 
and our attorney general can't answer Senator Graham's and Senator Grassley's question and put this to rest. Senator, I'm just thinking about the timeline. This form, FD 1023, one specific one we're talking about here, came up during the Trump administration. The FBI received this information during the Trump administration. And for whatever it was worth, it was communicated to President Trump's attorney general, Bill Barr, as well as the FBI. They were in on the conversation as well. Think about the timeline of when it occurred. What was happening in America during that timeline? We were just about to vote on the re-election of President Trump and whether the American people would have him as an, for another term. And now his attorney general has this information. Right, we'll pick this, up. We'll pick this up on the other side and uh, continue the rest of uh, Dick Durbin's uh, response. But that, that's literally all they have. Literally, they're just like, but this came up during Trump's administration. That even matters. Like the FBI wasn't subverting Trump openly the entire time he was in office. But before we go to break, please remember we're listener supported. We're not subscriber based. We're supported by you buying products at InfoWarsStore.com and they're excellent. We're selling out of X3. It's our best seller. We have to end the sale because at current sales rates in two weeks, it'll be gone. Try iodine, incredible for your immune system, your electrochemical activity, every cell in the body. It's essential. Without it, without iodine, you die. That's why they're targeting iodine, taking it out of the diet. You need it. They put the bad halogens in to block the iodine and the chlorine, the fluoride, and the bromine. You need this product. It takes about two weeks to kick in on average. Take a few drops a day. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. And it's 25% off. It is your last chance. Discover the power of activated iodine. Try iodine. True nascent on iodine. Takes your system just to the next level. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at Point Blake Grange in the information war, but I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to hopefully finish out, continue talking about, and, and finish talking about this exchange that happened yesterday of uh, Dick Durbin playing defense for the FBI, the politicized Gestapo against Chuck Grassley, Lindsey Graham, and uh, Senator Kennedy. So we'll go back to uh, Dick Durbin's statement here. 
the 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 leap in logic that's going on here is sort of something to behold he the only thing he has is to say that this evidence came up while trump was in office that's all that's all he's got i guess the insinuation here is that like they're going with the perception that they've been able to get out to the American people through the media that Trump was some sort of dictator. I mean, anybody who watched the Trump presidency without a predetermined assumption about Trump was a dictator and everybody was bowing to him and serving him, like he was subverted at every pass. The people that he appointed and was advised to appoint as being patriotic and you know loyal, every single one of them stabbed him in the back. I mean, Bill Barr is the one who shut down investigations into the voter fraud in 2020. He provided cover for all of Trump's enemies. Like when you understand the actual dynamics at play here are the permanent FBI deep state bureaucrat class versus the populist elected leader. And like it was just obvious, I mean, throughout all of Trump's administration, the FBI was routinely screwing with him. And I mean, they don't even mention the fact that Comey was leaking things to the press, leaking things to the media, that Trump eventually had to fire Comey, and they even went after him for that. I mean, at no point in the Trump administration was the FBI or even the DOJ as a whole, like, in the control of Trump. But I guess if you can convince people that it was and then say, well, this was during the Trump administration, and since he didn't do anything with it, therefore there's nothing to see here. That's basically the argument he's making. It makes no sense. It's totally baseless. And you can see as he starts to sort of play this out, he kind of accidentally admits like, OK, if if the timeline as we know it is true, then we're talking about, in his words, a massive conspiracy here. It's, it's actually crazy. Dick Durbin literally calls what's going on a massive conspiracy. And you can see in the response, Senator Kennedy sort of, you know, catches on to this and, and brings it up. So we'll go back to, to Dick Durbin's response here. He's the chairman of this particular committee. He's taking – they're basically debating whether or not this should be pursued. At the end of the day, my argument, if I was up here, it would be we know the FBI is politicized. We know the FBI is going after not only regular Republicans like you know, Catholic people that protest abortion clinics, but everybody on January 6th. I mean the egregious misbehavior of this FBI is unquestionable at this point and – an existential threat to our republic. And if we want to preserve the republic, it's not that we want to have over. It is an obligation to have oversight over the FBI. It's an obligation to bring them to heel because they are an incredibly dangerous rogue intelligence agency that is pursuing cases purely off of politics. This cannot stand like it'd be much. They should have a much firmer line here. But to be fair, you know, this is these are all you know, squishy bags of flesh here that, that haven't stood up for anything in their lives. So the fact that they're actually pushing back on this is something, I guess. At least we have that going for us. So we'll go back now. This is, again, Dick Durbin's response, and then we'll hear Kennedy's rebuttal to the response. Here is uh, Dick Durbin. And now his attorney general has this information, which some have alleged shows a $5 million bribe to the president of the United States, Joe Biden. Attorney General Barr has this information before the election, and we didn't hear about it. 
Uh, yeah. What does that tell you? Was it a cover-up by Barr? Yes. For what purpose? To get Trump out. Uh, this has now become a sinister conspiracy. Yeah, you're but right. I think the timeline argues that it isn't. That there was disclosure and obviously lack of credibility in this FD 1023. So, so again, let's... Meanwhile, let's, David Weiss is still hot on the case. Hot on the... Oh, he's hot on the case. Oh, he's hot on the trail of Hunter Biden. He's, he's, he's in his uh, hot tub with a snorkel spying on Hunter Biden as he you know, smokes meth in some isolation tank. He's hot on the trail. <laughs> These people... But I, I guess his argument is that he's like, OK, they had this information before the election, but we didn't hear about it. So what is this, a sinister conspiracy? Yeah, no, it's yes, literally. Yes, you are. Yes, you're dealing with a sinister conspiracy in our intelligence agencies and you're the Congress and you should unravel this sinister conspiracy, sir. But um, and we'll, we'll go back to Kennedy's response there. I love that. He's like, what? So Bill Barr covers it up like this, some sort of sinister conspiracy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, 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 it is a sinister conspiracy. Yes, Bill Barr was covering it up. He was doing it to get Trump out because he was a snake the entire time. He's a traitor. He's a backstabber. He's a scumbag. We're all learning this. You should too. But I guess his argument is that like because Bill Barr didn't use this information politically, like basically saying so the Trump administration, which it wasn't the Trump administration, it was the FBI during the Trump administration, which was always against Trump, always subverting Trump, withheld information from Trump that he could have used and was actually necessary for his to fulfill his obligations as president of the United States. They thought they knew better and would withhold stuff from him like this is just a common thing that they were doing constantly. Everybody knows this. But his assumption is that like. You know, here they're given this like golden ticket. They're given this bombshell information that would have guaranteed a Trump victory if it had been exposed. So because it wasn't exposed, it's therefore not credible because this bombshell information that would have decided the 2020 election was in the possession of Bill Barr in 2020, but it wasn't released to the press. It's therefore not credible like this. Uh, I guess they're just so used to like the Comey style, just like politicize everything, leak information to the press, even if it's unverified uh, to, to go after your political opponents, you know, charge your political opponents with crimes based off of fabricated evidence. Like that's the way they do things. And so they're just like because the Republicans didn't do things that way, then we can therefore ignore this evidence. I mean, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It is completely baseless. His objection Every single time is without merit. So, so why don't you why don't you let the investigation go forward? Let, let's go back to this video and we'll, we'll finish it out here before the end of the seg. Years ago, in Delaware, as the U.S. Attorney of Hunter Biden, he supposedly, from what I'm told here, was given the same information. Nothing happened. Maybe that means it's not credible. Maybe that means that these reasonable Republican leaders under President uh, Trump decided it was not credible to pursue it. But now it's back again, coincidentally, with a week when the former president's appearing before a uh, judge in Florida. Uh, just now he's the one suggesting a sinister again. conspiracy. I, I think uh, I, I'd like to have the question answered that Senator Graham asked, but I think the circumstances suggest that if there is a smoking gun here, some members of the Trump administration would have brought it forward long before now. Mr. Chairman, I, you, 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 there, there's a lot of wisdom in your words. But I, once again, you have to consider this in context. You correctly described a 1023. 
when Senator Grassley first raised this issue after the whistleblower came to him, um, the FBI wouldn't even acknowledge there was a 1023. Then the story changed. There was a 1023, but you can't see it. Then the story changed. Okay, you can see the 1023, but we're going to heavily redact it. They, I suppose they didn't know Senator Grassley had seen the original document, but he knew what they redacted, which were the allegations about the tapes. Consider the context. I'm not going to go back through what I just said, but the American people are looking at all of this, and they just want an answer. I agree with you. We don't need a conspiracy Let's end the conspiracy. But for the life of me, I can't understand why our attorney general and our FBI director can't come in front of the Judiciary Committee, in front of, of, of God and country, and answer uh, Chuck and Lindsay's question. And if they say, we're investigating this, then we back off. If they say... There was nothing to it. Perhaps we we should ask. Okay, can you explain why? And that's the whole that's the whole argument. That's the whole What's argument. Un- unreasonable about that, given our history over the past five years. Senator, if I might say, sure. This may be a headline on the Daily Conehead. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, then they then they uh, banter honestly, back and forth like old men. Me. But he's exactly right. And again, so when Dick Durbin is like. Is like oh, they didn't think it was credible. That doesn't change the request where they're like, okay, if it's not credible, tell us why you came to that conclusion. Perfectly reasonable. You're going to want to pay attention to what I'm about to say in the next 60 seconds. Two new incredible products are now available exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. They are both clones of national best-selling products from a major pharmaceutical slash supplement maker that are listeners and patriots that are allowing us to private label it at a lower price you'll find in stores. It's Joint Relief Max and Nerve Renew. Both of these have known documented natural compounds to lower pain and to also make your nerves healthier, which is one of the major reasons nerves get irritated and are more inductive to pain. There's major research behind this all. You need to get Joint Relief Max from InfoWars MD and Nerve Renew from InfoWars MD exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Introducing them both, 25% off. You'll find them exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com and they fund their operation. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour of The American Journal has begun. I haven't mentioned yet, we have a guest in the third hour, Matt McCaw, spokesperson for the Greater Idaho Movement, who has just achieved some pretty major victories in their attempt to secede from Oregon and join Idaho to escape the tyranny of Portland. Very excited to talk to him. We'll open up your uh, open up the phone lines for your calls this hour. 
But I want to go now to a clip from the Joe Rogan experience with RFK Jr. yesterday. Here is a little conversation they have about vaccines and about people's unwillingness to question vaccines. And I think it really speaks to everything that we talk about here, that once people accept something like maybe vaccines aren't safe and effective, maybe they're not trustworthy, that opens up a whole world of uncertainty for them. And so they, they sort of block themselves off from actually accepting that and and actually believing that because then they have to believe a whole bunch of other stuff. Then a lot of the other things they believe collapses. And so, again, I think it's not just about v- vaccines. It's about sort of everything. But here's a uh, very, very small portion of the bombshell interview between RFK Jr. and Joe Rogan. You consider yourself a liberal in most, and you know, as do I. Um, but um, well, what it means to be a liberal has changed in a, yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And uh, it is, uh, it's not uh, about the social issues as much as it is about this uh, subscribing to whatever the orthodoxy or wh- whatever the ideology preaches. And it seems like when it comes to things like vaccines, like that is something you never question. And this is the the name that shall not be uttered. Yeah. Yeah. And and when you start questioning things, people get angry at you. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to talk about it unless they know someone has been injured. And when that happens, generally, people have an open mind and they start to change. And I think so many people know so many people that have been injured now that they're a little more critical. It's unclear to me how a... uh, how how an orthodoxy unravels. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, man, Mark Twain said it, I think it was Mark Twain, yeah, said it, that it's easier to fool somebody than to persuade. It's easier to fool a man than to persuade him that he's been fooled. Right. Once they swallow, it, it, yeah. they, they don't want to relinquish it because... Uh, ego. Yeah, yeah ego, ego or, or it just threatens their... You know, their worldview, and, and there's so many things that are threatening about believing the counter-narrative that, you know, you and I now are seeing, um, because then, can I trust my doctor? Can I trust, you know, the, the authorities? Can I trust my country and all of that? And it's really this, the entire cosmology around which we've kind of, you know, weaved and constructed our lives. The the whole foundations are, you have to start questioning everything, and most people don't want to do that. It's just, it's, uh, you know, I think it's terrifying, and I understand that. You know, I see it in my family. Yeah. It's certainly bizarre. It's bizarre to witness. It's bizarre to witness because, uh, you know, I've I've witnessed it with people that I, I, you know... I was a fan of intellectually, and then all of a sudden I'm seeing them buy into this, and, I, and then I see these telltale signs of them not willing to adjust with, with new data, with new information, and understanding that they've been duped and still digging their heels in because they, they've already defended themselves once, so now they defend themselves, and now they, now they double down. You can watch uh, many of these clips and really the full thing at Infowars.com. JFK, or RFK Jr. joins Rogan to discuss vaccine-induced autism, athletes dying suddenly, pandemic, and more. Really, could you ask for a better pairing? This is, this is how you inject this reality into the masses. Get RFK Jr. on Joe Rogan to thoroughly discuss the implications of what all of this deception truly means. 
I know. It's it's scary to think that our whole system has been so thoroughly corrupted, but it's the truth, so we have to face it. We'll be right back. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour of American Journal has begun. Go ahead and open up the phone lines for your calls right now. We're going to get into a whole bunch of other stories. So anything you want to call about, feel free. And if you want to go to the Substack where we post all the videos or all the well, we do post all the videos, but also all the articles that we cover every day, and see if there's something on there that you think needs to be brought onto the air. And that's what we'll do because we, we have so much to cover and not infinite time. So let's see if we can't pick out the most important stuff. The number to dial is one 789 2539 That's one 789 2539 Give us a call here at the American Journal. You know, maybe maybe we'll keep talking a little bit about that. Yeah, we'll keep talking a little bit about the Biden corruption thing, because there's a bunch of headlines that have come out recently that really put the whole thing in a new sinister light. The sinister conspiracy, to use Dick Durbin's words. Burisma energy accountant who blew the whistle on Biden bribery scheme has been found dead, apparently. The chief accountant at Ukraine's Burisma Energy, who offered to provide U.S. authorities with damning evidence regarding financial crimes involving Joe and Hunter Biden, has been found dead before she could testify. The Burisma whistleblower, who's been identified as the wife of the former Burisma owner, Mikola Lisson, also died in suspicious circumstances during the year uh, who also died. So the husband also died. Now the wife has mysteriously died. The husband died during the Obama administration when Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter were active in Ukraine. Giuliani discussed the fate of the now-deceased whistleblower during an interview on Newsmax, Newsmax's Saturday report with Rita Cosby. According to Giuliani, who first brought light to Hunter Biden's notorious laptop from hell, the whistleblower was the chief accountant at Burisma, the notoriously corrupt Ukrainian energy company. During Joe Biden's tenure as vice president under Obama, Burisma compensated Hunter with tens of thousands of dollars per month for his position on the company's board. Despite his complete lack of experience in the energy sector during that pyramid uh, period then vice president biden withheld u.s assistance to ukraine as means of pressuring the government to dismiss victor shokin a senior prosecutor who was investigating burisma and its owner for fraudulent activities giuliani had previously served as president trump's attorney says the whistleblower offered to give a u.s attorney highly compromising financial information about the biden's However, Giuliani says U.S. authorities did everything they could to ignore her, bouncing her case around various offices in an attempt to make her go away. He revealed the Pittsburgh attorney general had initially been investigating the case, but the investigation was later transferred to the U.S. attorney's office in Delaware under former U.S. attorney Bill Barr. And I guess that would be the uh, Delaware U.S. attorney, the Weiss guy, David Weiss guy. So she apparently died under suspicious circumstances, Giuliani says that the DOJ, uh, that this, the whistleblower from the FBI gave the DOJ one witness who is a woman who is the chief accountant at this crooked company, Burisma. She was the wife of the former owner, and she died under suspicious circumstances. But that's not all. The GOP is asking where Joe Biden's $10 million windfall in 2017 actually came from. 
We cover this in the Daily Dispatch. But essentially they are suspicious that perhaps this $10 million didn't come from his the incredible sales of the book. Turns out that in 2017, nobody was clamoring to buy Joe Biden's book. Nobody really even cared about him. How does a you know, out-of-office, lifelong politician make tens of millions of dollars in a single year? Maybe it has something to do with money laundering and you know, transfers of bribes. And this is another sort of interesting wrinkle to this from the Federalist. The Bidens coerced Burisma to pay $10 million in bribes, says credible FBI source. Burisma founder Mikola Zolivshevsky wasn't far from the mark when he said it would take 10 years to unravel the complex payment path that led to Joe Biden. The Bidens allegedly coerced a foreign national to pay them $10 million in bribes, according to an in, uh, individuals familiar with the investigation. So like this is sort of an, another level, right? There's just accepting $10 million or $5 million or however many millions of dollars, you know, ostensibly because, well, we want to pay you for consulting or whatever they can frame it as. Like you could maybe get away with it a little bit. But if this is Joe or Hunter Biden saying, hey, look, if you want to open up your company in America, which is what they wanted to do, well, we're not going to let you do that because you're under investigation. Now, I can stop that investigation, but I guess it's got to be made worth my while now if you open up a branch in america you'll be making billions of dollars so so how much is it worth to you to make that path easier right if this is actually a coercive exchange that i mean bribery is bad enough this takes it to something else entirely and also would hint that this wasn't something that was thrust upon the bidens this wasn't something that Burisma was used to doing and the Bidens were like this is how they do it in Ukraine I guess we can do it here too like this would hint that this is a practice of the Bidens and maybe it wasn't maybe it's not the first time that such a thing has happened meanwhile it might be many times more than 10 million dollars from Infowars.com House Oversight Chairman says there is evidence of 20 to 30 million dollars of illegal payments to Biden House Oversight Chairman James Comer revealed Thursday that he expects there is a there's evidence of at least 20 to 30 million dollars being made in illegal payments by foreign nationals to the Biden family. Comer stated, quote, we have more bank records coming in, but we're going to exceed 10 million dollars this week. But I think we'll get up to 20 to 30 million dollars. He further noted that it's becoming clear the Biden's potentially engaged in bribery and influence peddling and money laundering, saying, quote, it's going to be hard for Biden to explain this is not going to go away, and I think eventually – oh, it's going to be hard for Biden to explain. This is not going to go away, and I think eventually the mainstream media is going to start asking re- the real questions, Comer added. Yeah, don't hold your breath, Comer. Do not hold your breath for the mainstream media to actually start talking about Democrat corruption. It doesn't happen. But they say that there's more money that they're going to be able to identify, making it tens of millions of dollars in total. Then we have more. Because as more of this is being exposed, more of the truth is coming out, people are looking back at the coverage as it was while all of this was happening. And as the Federalist puts it, Biden bribery details expose old New York Times report as FBI-fueled lies. They say the New York Times article was replete with deceptive narratives, all designed to create the appearance that the investigation into Hunter Biden was politically motivated and lacking in merit, which again shows what an absurd thing it is for Dick Durbin to assert that, well, because by, because Trump didn't pursue this 
under his administration, there's therefore nothing to look into here because you know that if Trump used the DOJ to reveal information about Biden at the tail end of the 2020 election, they would have raked him over the coals for it. They would have said it was politicized. They would have freaked out to the appropriate agree, uh, degree because this is what's actually happening now. This is why we should all be freaking out about this because this is the existential conflict of our republic, whether we are run by our constitution and our duly elected representatives or by the unelected bureaucratic spy state. That's what's being decided right now. And if Trump had used the DOJ to reveal this information about Joe Biden and go after him and investigate him, you know the Democrats would have burned this country down in response. So we'll 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 just hope that uh, the the Republicans continue. Again, they clearly don't want to be doing this. From the exchange you saw, it doesn't seem like they are particularly. You know, fed up with what's going on. They're basically just like, hey, my constituents are really mad and you have to give me something so I can seem like I'm doing something about this. So keep the pressure up and maybe we'll get to the bottom of this once and for all. Folks, we'll go out to your phone calls on the other side. Again, if you want to call in, still some lines open. one 789 2539 1-877-789-2539. We'll go to calls uh, right in the next segment but in the meantime please go to infowarsstore.com to support us i love the way i don't know i don't know if i get the same commercial feed that goes out it depends on where you're watching us what uh, commercial feed you get but i love the commercial feed that i'm hearing where it's there's just no guile in alex jones there's just no like deception he's just like super male vitality and super female vitality they're the same but ladies like purchasing things that are pink so we made it pink for them it's like that's what every company does but with Alex Jones, it's just it's just right out there for you. It's just no deception involved. Just here's the product. Please support us. End of pitch. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when you look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. 
It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We'll go out to your phone calls here shortly. I know Simon in Florida wants to comment on the Kennedy-Rogan interview. It really was bombshell, so... Simon, we'll go to you in just a second. I think we'll play a clip first from this interview. This is RFK Jr. talking about his uncle JFK and the military-industrial complex, and it really makes it fairly clear that, I mean, the JFK assassination, that was the turning point in American history. That was the deviation in our path where the deep state really solidified their control, and from that point on, more or less manipulated things from behind the scenes and in the shadows up until 2016 in the election of President Trump. And you saw how they reacted to that and sort of freaked out so much that it exposed all of this to everybody. But let's go now to clip number eight. This is RFK Jr. talking about the military industrial complex. My uncle, John Kennedy, you know, did that. He, he refused to go to war. So he, he was surrounded by military industrial complex and um, and he learned very early in, in an intelligence apparatus that he realized early on that the purpose of the CIA and the intelligence apparatus was to create a constant pipeline of new wars for the, for the military-industrial complex. The day, uh, three days before he took the oath of office, Eisenhower, who was the outgoing president, gave what is probably the most important speech in American history, which was, you know, where he warned against the military-industrial complex. I was at my uncle's inauguration. I was in Washington that day as a, you know, a six-year-old boy, and I was sitting on the stands behind him, in front of him during his inauguration, and he understood that. And two months later, the military and intelligence came to him and said, "We got it. Uh, we got to invade Cuba." And he was like, "I'm not going to Cuba, and I'm not going to let the military." And they said, "Well, we got all these Cubans trained, and they're going to go attack Castro." And he said, "Well, we're, we can't. The U.S. government can't be doing that. We can't be attacking. We, we, I don't like what Castro's doing down there, but the, it's not the United States' job to dictate what kind of governments other." countries have. And they said, uh, well, as soon as they land, there's going to be a, a big revolution. Everybody's going to rise up and they're going to overthrow Castro. And he said, well, you can't use the U.S. military. And they ended up bringing those guys over with uh, United Fruit boats. And, and in the middle of it, in the night, they came to him and said, they're getting wiped out on the beach and you need to send in the military and invade. And he said, we're not going to do it. And he, he stepped out of that meeting and he realized they had been lying to him and trying to trick him. And he said, I want to take the CIA and shatter it into a thousand pieces and scatter it to the winds. And, um, and then, you know, for the next a thousand days of his presidency, he was at war 
with his military and, and, and intelligence apparatus. They tried to get him to go into Laos. He said no. They tried to get him to go into Vietnam with combat troops. They said that we need 250,000 combat troops. He refused. Everybody around him wanted him to go into Vietnam. He sent 16,000 military advisors. as fewer people than he sent to get James Meredith into Ole Miss in Jackson, Mississippi, to get one black man into school. He sent fewer in Vietnam. They weren't allowed to fight. Many of them did. They both violated the rules of engagement. In October of 1963, he heard that some of his Green Berets have been killed over there. And he said, I want a total casualty list from Vietnam. And his aide came to him and said, 75 Americans have died. He said, that's too many. And he signed that day a national security order ordering all troops out of Vietnam, U.S. troops. The first thousand over the next month, and then the rest by the beginning of 1965. And... um. And then a, w- a month later, he was killed. So, um, but what his view was is that he believed that the view of Americans abroad should not be, you know, a soldier with a gun. It should be a Peace Corps volunteer building, you know, wells, and it should be USAID helping poor people, and it should be Alliance for Progress building middle class. And that's what he did. And he just started the Kennedy Milk Program to, to you know, give nutrition to poor kids all over the world. As a result of that, in Africa today, there are more statues to John Kennedy, more boulevards named after him, more hospitals, schools, universities, avenues, and all the major cities named after him than any other president. See, to me, this is sort of the key thing. This is the key thing here. And this video is on InfoWars. RFK Jr. said he must be careful the CIA doesn't assassinate him. He says that a little later in the clip. Clearly, I mean, clearly he connects – JFK's opposition to the CIA and the military industrial complex as being behind his murder. I mean, he's not particularly vague about that. But think about what our foreign policy has pursued over the last several decades, the situation it's left us in as we, the American people, have our name all over the the warmongering that has occurred from Vietnam and North Korea or Korea in general or the Middle East and Iraq and Afghanistan and Iran at this point now and now Ukraine. I mean, it's just and of course in the you know southern part of the Western Hemisphere, the coups and wars and purges that we've helped to carry out by dictators there. And now think about what China is doing across the world. Think about the way that China is ingratiating themselves with all of these countries getting power over them, getting influence with them, not by bombing anybody, but by building them roads and by going in and making economic agreements with them. That was the path that we could have chosen. The path that we could have chosen would be the JFK you know, strength through peace, uh, using America's wealth not to start wars, but to actually build up other countries and benefit from that in the process. That's why they killed him and took us down the other path how different things could have been if we had pursued what China is pursuing now, and you're seeing how incredibly effective it is. Simon has been on this beat for a while. Thanks for calling in, Simon. You're on the air. Three minutes. Um, can you hear me clearly now? Yes, go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Okay, sorry, I'm calling from an unusual location. Um, okay, so I'd like you please to understand that where Kennedy is going here, and really the key part of his interview with Rogan, is in the last 10 minutes. It's in two hours and 55, just 
three hour and five minutes. Now, for you personally, and for InfoWars, and I realize this is a little bit shocking and a bit existential, what he's talking about is essentially your raison d'etre, your reason to exist. Okay? Now, he references Eisenhower's leaving speech. Right. Now, what many people don't realize from that, and this will immediately strike you and the role of InfoWars, right? And, and please, if you need to roll me over, please let me finish about the announcement that's going to come on Tuesday, which is literally absolutely earth-shattering for the United States and possibly the rest of the world. But following on on this point, what was censored, even in 1960, out of Eisenhower's speech, and the draft is available from his presidential archives, it's not a figment of my fevered imagination, but what he was originally going to say is his warning was about the military media, media industrial complex. Right. No, it makes when sense. Okay, well, 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 we got to go to break here, Simon. I will hold you over because uh, you've, you've effectively intrigued me. So uh, I want to hear what the rest of Simon has to say. And more of your phone calls on the other side. Stay with us. It's American Journal, InfoWars.com. But before we go to break, please remember, we're listener-supported. We're not subscriber-based. We're supported by you buying products at InfoWarsStore.com, and they're excellent. We're selling out of X3. It's our best seller. We have to end the sale because at current sales rates in two weeks, it'll be gone. Try iodine. Incredible for your immune system, your electrochemical activity. Every cell in the body, it's essential. Without it, without iodine, you die. That's why they're targeting iodine, taking it out of the diet. You need it. They put the bad halogens in to block the iodine and the chlorine, the fluoride, the bromine. You need this product. It takes about two weeks to kick in on average. Take a few drops a day. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. And it's 25% off. It is your last chance. Discover the power of activated iodine. Try iodine. True nascent. On iodine takes your system just to the next level. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Simon in Florida has called in about the Rogan Kennedy interview, and you also have said something intriguing about an announcement next Tuesday. Simon, but if, uh, if you can finish up your thoughts, we'll, we'll, I do want to move on to some other calls, but uh, go ahead. I want to let you uh, finish your point here about not just the military-industrial complex, but the military-media industrial complex. Right, Harrison. So in 1960, when they received the draft of that speech, because obviously the um, talking heads, the press commentators always get the draft of the speech so they're prepared to mark up paragraphs and to analyze it like immediately after it finishes, right? right? The three stations that were going to broadcast Eisenhower's speech live, they insisted in order to give him the airtime, this is uh, CBS, ABC, and NBC, that he removed the word media from mm. his speech. And that was the first example of the press censoring a president even when he was going to give a prime time address. Now, the same thing is now being done to um, R.S. Kennedy. They're barely giving him any prime time. They won't interview him. 
he's going around doing remote podcasts, and even the thing that he did with Rogan was three hours, and the key point was right at the very end of it. Now, two hours later, his team, Kennedy, put out an um, alert, which was the second one, for his speech that is going to occur on Tuesday at 7 p.m. And our audience, the InfoWars audience, is definitely going to want to listen to this. I'm then going to do a special about it, a midnight special, and I'm hoping that you'll consider having me on on Wednesday morning to go over it. But just listen to this paragraph. It's absolutely mind-blowing. It says, Mr. Kennedy will announce a fundamentally new direction for American foreign policy. With his election in 2024, our country's decades-long journey into military imperialism will be over. We will instead become the exemplar of peace, freedom, and democracy that once inspired the world. That'd be something else. I mean, uh, that that does sound very exciting. It sounds like he's definitely setting himself up as an enemy of the deep state. And of course, it, it now, now 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 this is why in the last few minutes he was saying that he's genuinely concerned about the prospect of assassination. Now right. I sent you the link to it by direct message. You'll be able to link it into your Substack. But they're specifically referring to the nineteen. 19- 63 peace speech. Now, I, I rewatched that yesterday, okay? Now, you need to understand, please, the audience, it's very, very important here. Because literally, he says, he says later on in, in this release that this evening, meaning Tuesday night, next week, right, will mark a turning point in the history books of tomorrow. Now, this is exactly what you just said before the break, that it's a in history. He's trying to go back in time 60 years and complete the plans for world peace that his uncle announced in that speech on June the 10th, 1963. Please, some of the commentators are ignoring this. Others, it's too complicated. And other um, organizations are simply censoring Kennedy. But it's an massive program and if people go back and see that speech it's 28 minutes the things he's explained that he's trying to do now are exactly what President Kennedy was trying to do which was essentially nuclear disarmament peace across the right. world but not tax Americana I think obviously RFK uh, get, I mean, it's like we're all on the same page. Independently, we all sort of understand exactly the path that we've taken. And, you know, if we could wave a wand, we'd go back to 1960 or 1963 and uh, avoid going down this path ever. So it's nice to know that he's trying to get us uh, back on it. Thank you so much for the call, Simon. I'd love to talk to you Wednesday and looking forward to that announcement on Tuesday. Uh, it it would be very nice if America could stop being the warmongering, imperialistic death cult that we're currently occupied by. I think we can all agree on that. Thank you so much for the call, Simon. Let's go to Andrew in New York. Now you want to talk about Julian Assange, sort of along the same line, the military media industrial complex. They're, they're maybe number two enemy behind Donald uh, Trump. Go ahead, Andrew, you're on the air. Yeah. Even though that Kelsey man, transactional thing, Julian Assange and her didn't do anything wrong. Um, 
yeah, yeah, freedom of speech and all that. Um, yeah, that was a lot about the military industrial complex too. But I think, I, and I know, like a step closer to the. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm having trouble hearing you, Andrew. Maybe, maybe if you can get a better connection, we can come back to you. But you, you keep, uh, you keep dropping out. But I, I agree with what you say. And Assange is even different than I mean, uh, Manning and and Snowden were actually in the government and released information, which you can even debate whether, you know, I think it was good that they did it. I don't think they did anything wrong. I think they should be treated as whistleblowers and, and venerated by the American people who they brought the truth to. But Julian Assange is like a whole different thing. He's not an American citizen. He just published things other people brought to him. He's literally just a journalist. So it's like even more egregious than, than anybody else. Uh, thank you for the call. Let's go to Cody in Canada. Uh, go ahead, Cody. You're on the air. Hey, uh, God bless you, Infowars. God bless you, Harrison. Thanks for taking my call, man. Yeah, I just, uh, you guys are a great show today. You're talking about the military-industrial complex, you know, the, the media-industrial complex. And I also want to bring up the medical-industrial complex. Um, my mom is in a nursing home. Um, unfortunately, like, you know, we can't really keep her at home. It's just me. Um, and so I go to work every day. But I, I visit my mom in the nursing home whenever I can on the weekends and after work during the week. But um, I, I made friends, so she's been in there for about four four years, and I made friends with a security guard, this one security guard. He's totally against the masks and everything, you know. So me and him, we, we, we built a relationship and we were talking, and uh, he actually informed me about two months ago that he was, he found out that 11 people died in, in the nursing home, which my mother is located in. 11 people passed away from, from the vaccine. Um, because these, these people already have weak immune systems and they keep pumping them full of this poison and then it, it'll, just, it'll kill them. But uh, actually, my mom, like, um, she has a roommate. Like, um, they put two people in a room in this uh, the nursing home there, and so everyone gets a roommate. But the, my mom's roommate, her name was, like, you know, she, she passed away, I think, uh, because of the vaccine. But I, I seen her, you know, not my mom, but my mom's roommate, like, you know, a few months, about six months ago or, or eight months ago. But, you know, um, what the what the the medical industrial complex you know what they're pushing and with their with their you know serpent on their staff on the ambulances and their their poison and their shots they're all gonna they're all gonna pay the price in front of Christ <clears throat> after this life is done but you know God bless you guys and you know you guys uh, you guys are on the right path and thank you well, uh, thank you very much and I mean you want to talk about you want to talk about Canadian hospitals killing people we covered earlier this week the fact that assisted suicide is now the number three leading cause of death in i can't remember if it was ottawa but it was a certain canadian province so you know whether it's from the vaccine or from the gas chamber or however they do it there it's it is an absolute death cult and it's it's horrifying completely insane thank you for that call cody let's go to marcus in idaho now you want to talk about the 2016 to 2020 globalist front uh go ahead marcus you're on the air Hello. Um, good morning, Harrison. Uh, yeah, I want to say that um, now what we have now is the globalist front is in Ukraine. That, but that has been the plan all along. That was the plan before um, Clinton was supposed to take office. That's why we had Eric Cheramelli. That's why we had Vindman, um, Ukraine call. They have determined that that is the place, that's their holy ground to start everything from. And that's why they don't want absolutely no way peace in that region. So what we've had with all the impeachment efforts 
and the um, the uh, tapes and the, the Russian dossier and all of the media and the uh, corporations and you've got uh, the FBI and the CIA. Yeah, it's it's not a coincidence it all started all with uh, with Russian collusion. Stay on the line, Marcus. We'll, we'll go back to you because I do want you to finish your thought. We're just running into a commercial break here. We'll be back on the other side with more, including your phone calls. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. In the short time we have, I can't get into all the incredible ingredients and super female vitality. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, read about the ingredients, look them up for yourself, and then understand this is cold-pressed herbs, so it has a more powerful effect in the body. Get yours today at InfoWarsStore.com for 50% off. Super Mel Vitality is selling out. It's an incredible formula for stamina, energy, libido. Only a few hundred bottles left. But the good news is we have several thousand bottles left of Super Female Vitality. That's the same formula. It boosts men. It boosts women. It works great. But women like pink labels. Men like different color labels. So it works for men as well. It's the same formula. It's an incredible formula. And it funds our operation. And here's another important part of the overall information it's 50 percent off for a limited time so get your super female vitality for men and women at infowarstore.com right now for 50 percent off and it funds the infowar super female vitality 50 percent off for a limited time at infowarstore.com 